Welcome to Relish Pod. Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt. And I'm Tim Gallagher. On today's episode, we'll be switching it up a little bit. Um, we have something exciting going on in our uh, here in Frostburg, Maryland, where Mark's restaurant, Giuseppe's Italian Restaurant, is located. Um, we have what's called a small business revolution yep. happening this week. Pretty Mark, exciting. Tell us about that. Pretty exciting. Um, well, let's see, Tim. There's a, a lot happening here in Frostburg these days. Um, so we're, we are today we are at the restaurant. We're actually going to host the um, the crew members from the small business revolution. Um, they actually come from a company called Deluxe. And about, I'm not sure of the exact timeline, maybe six months ago, roughly, Frostburg was nominated um, for kind of a makeover. Um, uh, they the, essentially what they do is the they come in and kind of like look at towns and stuff like this. But there, I think there was over fourteen thousand submissions. Wow! Yeah, um, and someone from the the university, Frostburg State University, a student actually submitted an application. Wow! On behalf of the town of Frostburg and um, uh, the Small Business Revolution, again on behalf of Deluxe. I think it's like a little. Um, offshoot okay. deluxe corporation mm-hmm. um got in contact with uh frostburg state university who then turned it over to the city of frostburg who then turned it over to uh just jessica palumbo mm-hmm. who um works for frostburg first and she's the one who actually filed all the paperwork and mm-hmm. took some phone interviews and stuff yeah and got the ball rolling she's been on record talk listen a few times she has Lydia. yes mm-hmm. yes and i'm not sure if she was on that to talk about that specifically, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully after, uh, town of Frostburg wins this award, then maybe she will be. Yeah. But, uh, nonetheless, it's pretty exciting just to be nominated for this thing for one. Yeah. Again, 14,000 submissions. Um, at that point it's in the hands of the small business revolution and they take it down to eight yeah. and out of 14,000 Frostburg made the top eight. Wow. Now that in and of itself to me is just amazing, you know? Yeah. And uh, really that's just basically going on. I don't think at this point they had even visited our town. Mm-hmm. I think that was just through what the town has to offer and stuff like that. Yeah. And the direction that the town um, is heading in and the possibility of what Frostburg could actually be. Sure. You know? Yeah. And uh, we have had in the last two years, we've had, mm, what what do we have? Six seven new businesses open up just on the main street yeah. line. I mean, yeah. and, and just a little bit off, but basically we're talking about in a half a mile area, we've had at least six businesses open up. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it really is. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, Frostburg has been a little bit stagnant over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, stagnant in the sense that, I mean, really for a college town, it should offer more than what we've had over the last, you know, 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. But it's typical. It's typical of a small town. What's happening? You know, big, yeah. big business is driving small business out, and it's harder and harder to compete. Yeah. You know, so really, you have to. Um, if you're a small business owner, you have to put a lot into it. it takes a lot of energy. It takes the right kind of energy. It takes good people, mm-hmm. um, solid people that you have employed for you, and yeah. um, you know you're, you're doing it um, for the sense of love. You yeah. Because big business is really driving a lot of this stuff out. But, but yeah, I mean. 
I mean, we've had several restaurants open up. I mean, one, we've had the Princess Restaurant here since, uh, gosh, like 1939. 1939, you know, that's, that's, that's right. almost 80 years, this you know. Princess, so, as a diner, is a staple in this yep, town. and that's been family-owned and operated, you know, for almost 80 years. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, it's places like that that, that can survive, you know. Yeah. Because they have the community support. Yeah, and let's not not forget to mention your own establishment, Mark, which was uh, open in 1979. 79, yep. You are only the second owner Correct. of this. And you've yep. owned five years now? We just actually know? finished our fi- our fifth year yeah. um, at the end of December. So well, congratulations January 1st, for yeah, that. we started our sixth year, so we're pretty happy about that. And you've been involved in the restaurant for how many years? Not just well, as an owner. Well, but tw- uh, 22 now. 22 I started years. in uh, nine, 1994. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gets better yeah. and better, Mark. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was here for almost half of the uh, of the Pecorar generation, you know, yeah. uh, almost, almost half of what he had. It. Joe had it for 37 years, roughly, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was here for half of that. Yeah. And uh, now we're continuing the tradition. So, yeah. And hopefully we're going to continue for a long time. So these are the two, two very well-established restaurants in the area. Yeah. Um, and then two years ago, almost to the date, we had Shift open. Yep. Um, this is Jess Clay, and she was also on our sister podcast, Record, Talk, Listen, with Lydia. Um, one of the earliest podcasts, as a matter of fact. And Shift is um, really is attempting to do farm to table right. um, type thing because um, we you know we talk about all the farms we have sure. available produce Absolutely. and uh, animal products available um, but she also has great vegetarian dishes and really caters to that sort of thing yeah really uh, imaginative good food right yeah, and tying into that I mean re- most recently uh, wholesome harvest opened up yeah which essentially is a marketplace that is Really, a lot of things are coming directly off the farms locally. Yeah, um, she is she is sourcing stuff from um, you know a little bit further away, but she tries to keep it as close as possible. I mean, that's uh, yeah. primarily her thought process. Yeah, but she is bringing in things from California, things that can't get necessarily in the East Coast. You know, nuts and pecan, but really sourcing them from very uh, great sources. Mm-hmm. You know, organic if possible, and stuff like that. Small production. Um, you know, thing, thing, things that are going to support, you know, viability and, and long-term growth. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, yeah. and it's one of the hard things about, you know, we have Leaning Pine Farms. They they do the uh, grass-fed beef, and we have Savage River Farms and Backbone Food Farm. They yes. have pork and other and turkey chicken turkey um, backbone has lamb now lamb and uh, occasionally have rabbits yep but they backbone also has mushrooms and of course all these places have produce but now they have a marketplace in wholesome harvest right and we are a big fan of what she's doing yeah i mean it's pretty amazing honestly i mean there's stuff that you can get at the local markets that uh, you know her pricing is just it's right on board with um you know your more commercialized um, organic stuff, your flowers and stuff like that. She does have that. But really, the big thing that really she's carrying is that local meats um, stuff. Uh, she's getting uh, milk products, dairy yeah. products, I should say, mm-hmm. cheeses, butters, and stuff like that sourced yeah. locally um, yeah. out of Pennsylvania and stuff. Really awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, so we're very thankful for yeah. her. Yeah, so that kind of ties into, you know, things that are happening. You know, there, we um, we have a new coffee house that's getting ready to open. 
Um, that's pretty exciting. I think pretty much everyone in the town's talking about that clatter. Clatter, yep. So hopefully they'll be uh, uh, on board here real soon. Yeah, coffee um, and and some some food. Yeah, and how we've survived without a really uh, unique uh, coffee house in a college town is is yeah, kind of crazy. That's right. You know. Yeah, it's it's a needed thing, and it's really a very artistic place you know yeah. re- very oh the what they've done in the renovation process for clatter is very interesting um you know taking when they rip out the old plaster and lath they then turned around cleaned up the lath and that is now covering portions of the wall right and, you know it really so they great recycling uh, what was, ideas uh, what is that upcycled term is that what you say upcycled? Oh, I guess so, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah so <laughs> and uh, I, i've only been in there once um, that was probably about two months ago. Yeah. And even then what I saw was pretty impressive with, the, with how they were reusing a lot of things. Yeah. So yeah. pretty wild. And uh, one of our favorite places, uh, a place to eat, they call it. But oh, yeah. really, this is a taco joint. Yep. And, but to just call it a taco joint is doing it at this service. Right. Um, he is uh, in, the back of the, the, in the back of the restaurant smoking brisket, right. smoking salmon, chicken, and then processing yeah. and processing everything into uh, delicious tacos yep. with fresh guacamole, fresh yep. salsa, and uh, you know all made to order delicious stuff. He was even doing some turkey there over Thanksgiving. Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, smoked a lot of things. And they have a smoker in house, and I believe they have a smoker out back. Yeah, you know, so that's something else that's popped up on Main Street. Yep, um, they were down in Lower Lavelle a little bit. Yep, and survived. or I should say Upper Lavelle, closer to Frostburg. But you know, I think it was a great move for him to come into the Frostburg oh, town. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got more of a walking presence, um, his old place, you know, you had to drive there. People did drive there because they wanted the product, good, yeah. but I think now he's got, I think he probably doubled his business. Great, great place. Chris is a great guy. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll see him around for years to come. Yeah, me too. For sure. Uh, but you know, also let's see. So, you know, we've had a few other places. Um, there's a new winery opening up. Yeah. Um, toasted goat. Mm-hmm. That's, uh. The Carters, and uh, hopefully that's relatively new. Yeah. That started back up in the uh, late fall, I guess. Okay. So relatively new. I haven't really got a chance to check it out myself, but I will here soon. Yeah. Um, but they're making wines there, and you, they have a tasting room where you can go and taste and um, drink some wine, figure out which wine you prefer. I'm not sure their portfolio looks like right now. I think maybe five to six different wines. I don't want to speak directly because I don't okay. know exactly, but I feel like they have about five or six different types. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think one thing that I do think is um, um, when they are, all their artwork on their bottles are kind of like local designs based on local scenery and stuff like that. And I feel like local artists have actually supplied them with the artwork for that. Uh, but also, uh, the Hotel Gunter, they're going through some renovations. They just recently, someone just recently purchased that. That's been here forever. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so we're looking for a resurgence in that. That's another Main Street business that's up and coming. And that will include a restaurant as well. Yep. A restaurant and a bar, I believe. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Gunter is really, really a old, well-established rest, or excuse me, hotel yeah. on, in Frostburg. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how long it's been around. And when we heard that someone was gonna was buying it and renovating, uh, that was one of the most exciting things to happen, you yeah. know, in this area in a long time. So we have high hopes for that. Yeah, pretty really really exciting. 
Um, you know, we just recently got a a, a record store. Oh yeah, that's Yellow pretty K wild. Records. Yellow K. That's a great record store too, yeah. man. They have good stuff. So again, like how you know we've haven't had a music store in Frostburg, being a college town. You know, finally, um, someone took that step and said, you know, and I think they're doing great. You know, but let's not, you know, we have to mention that we did have Rebound Records for all those years. Well, we did. You know? That's exactly and right. That's, it's been at least 12 to 15 years since they've been available. Right. Or since, since you know, Rob has had that. So now we're back, Yellow K Records. And my and understanding is a lot of the inventory that's at Yellow K, is that is it true that that's a lot of it is Rob's stuff? Some of it is Some Rob's of it, stuff, right. yes. And they're, they're also a record label. And right. Yellow K Records, record store and indie record label nice um that is uh gaining some notoriety as a matter of fact nice and you know i think partly it is because we've had a resurgence of the vinyl in the last so many yeah. years mm-hmm. you know yeah people are understanding it's a great way to listen to music oh it's definitely great um so let's see you know it, this list is huge it is um, i mean really so i mean we, places that have popped up in the last couple of years so i think we've gotten through all the restaurants um now attached to not attached the shift, but the same um, the same couple owns what's called the uh, Trailhouse Allegheny, Allegheny Trail Allegheny Trailhouse. Yeah, this is also Jess Clay and her husband. Um, and basically, this is it's just a bed and breakfast, you know, located just off and up the hill from the uh, Allegheny Highlands Trail. Right. Um, so anyone hiking and biking through that trail has a place to stay. Um, right on Main Street in Frostburg, where all these great establishments are within walking distance. Right. You know, and and that right there is uh, definitely worth mentioning, the fact that that trail comes through where it does come through. Okay. Because I think there's a lot of people... A lot, a lot of people are, are riding that trail. Yes, that's the trail that essentially brings you from Washington D.C. to Pittsburgh. Yes, um, if you want to ride it through, and it's seeing a lot of traffic. Frostburg, I understand, is a major hub for that. Uh, a lot of ons and a lot of offs right there. At that you know to jump on, jump off point. Yeah, um, bringing a lot of people into our little town. Yeah, you know, so a lot of these little businesses that are popping up are going to be able to. You know, they're going to be supported by those people. Um, yep. So the Trailhouse, great place, you know, right up on Main Street. People come up right over the hill um, and have a nice place to stay in a bed and breakfast. Yeah, and I'd say it's probably, well, I can't say exactly, but in, as far as this area, that that's probably your best option for an independently owned operation in which to stay. Right. And if you do stay there, uh, just uh, makes you breakfast. That's so let's see. And then we have a what is called Funky Repurps. Yep. That's a new place. So this is uh, the they are they are taking um, they're repurposing furniture and other goods in an artistic way. And this is this goes back to you use the term upcycle. Right. And so Funky Repurps is upcycling. It's right. a pretty uh, fashionable way to, you know, to sell products. Yeah. Previously used Taking products that people kind of thought there wasn't any life left in it, and yeah. said, "Hey, let's repurpose it. Let's uh, let's find a new home for this. Let's make it cool." Yeah, right. yeah. So instead of going out on your own and trying to find these things, um, Diana and her crew—they're basically going out and finding it for you, housing it in her location, and say, "Hey, come check our stuff out." All these people 
take great risks and work very hard to try to make their small ideas become successful. Agreed. Um, in Frostburg on Main Street, I might be wrong, but I think the Seven Eleven is the only chain on this strip. As far as I know. And we are on Main leaving, Street for sure. Absolutely, we're, we're leaving some establishments out. You know, there's uh, there's Lorenzo's yeah, Bakery, who's bakery. been open for close to, I mean, at least thirty years. Oh now. yeah, absolutely. Um, Probably a little bit longer than that. I feel like mid seventies, late seventies, somewhere in there. Okay, Probably almost the same time, roughly around Giuseppe's, somewhere yeah. in that area. Oh, and then there's Zen She, Mark. Zen Shi. That's a new place. Yeah. yeah. In the past couple of years. Yeah. And they're, uh, and again, I believe offer. those guys started in Cumberland. Yeah. Um, struggled true. a little bit down in Cumberland. Yeah. And came to Frostburg. And I feel like they've been going strong ever since. So, yeah. I mean, the list is very, very long. Here, Mountainside Tim. Creamery. Mountainside Creamery. Yeah. They've been here for a while. <laughs> it really is. And all these, this is all amazing to me how many independent right. things we have yeah. here. On now that you think about it, right? It's, yeah. It is. It's wild. I'm not a restaurant or or a place like that, but the Frostburg uh, Fiber Depot, they just Fiber opened Depot. up. I'm not sure how long they've been there within the last year, two years. One year. One year. One year. Okay, so they've been there for a year. Yeah. They Lydia. offer, you know, so yarn, you're right, me, yarn. yarn, right? Okay. Um, yeah, they offer classes. Lydia and I actually, after we're done this, are heading up to start our first lesson in Intro to Knitting Two. Nice. In our quest to make socks. And Mark, you, we're we're leaving out one of the best businesses in the area, and that's Main Street Books. Main Street Books, yeah, which has been around for a while. Uh, and yes, and an absolute cornerstone to our community here yes. is Main Street yes. Books. Well yes. curated, yes, uh, independent bookstore who, where employee the employees who work there have been there for years and years, probably in the least ten years, right. You know, if not longer. Absolutely. Um, and they're actually, that's an establishment I hope to hear um, on Record Talk Listen someday. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that that would be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, because here, here, is a, here is a bookstore that has survived borders and the like, and then Amazon Revolution, and they're still here, and they've never gone anywhere. They've only gotten better and better and stronger, it seems to me. Right. You know, you know, and it is, uh, you know, uh, Fred's Place is a true testament to what a, a bookstore should actually be. You know, I mean, they are very personalized up there. Um, they're very knowledgeable. They've been there forever. They they can help you seek out things. Uh, all the little trinkets that he keeps around is really, really, they're really unique yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But a really fun bookstore, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They have, they are the epitome of what a, a bookstore should be. There's yeah. no doubt about that. We've been mentioning all these like great businesses, like things that are popping up. So let's just jump back here and talk about the small business revolution. So you okay. know what's going to happen with this is essentially um, today is Sunday. They're going to come in town today. They're going to check out um, a few of the places. But primarily tomorrow, um, on Monday, they're going to be visiting a lot of these shops. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're fortunate they're going to have dinner with us this evening here. Amanda Brinkman, she's the primary. She's the uh, chief brand and communications officer. She's the one that will be doing a live feeds. So if you want to check it out on Facebook, you can check it out on Facebook. Okay. They'll be doing live feeds from different businesses, doing interviews with people, um, going into stores and say, hey, we want to hear about your struggles. We want to see, you know, how can we help you and um, what needs to be done in this community to kind of like really get it to that next level of being a thriving community. Yeah. You know, and I think there are some struggles. There's definitely struggles oh, in this my town. Gosh, yeah. You know? And um, so whether we, you know, 
whether we win this competition, this award or whatever, and again, I'm not sure exactly how that plays out. I know that the grand prize is a half million dollars. Huge. It's huge. You know, <laughs> it is. It's huge. Um, and I think essentially what would happen is the town itself would not directly get the money, but I think the Lux Corporation would then go into some small businesses and say, hey, you know, let's develop you a website. Let's uh, throw some yeah. money at this uh, a marketing project and stuff like that. And really, you know, they're going to best see how to spend that half million dollars where the town would best benefit from sure. it. But, yeah. but nonetheless, pretty wild. So they're going to be here again, like I said, tomorrow, checking, talking to businesses. Um, so the town should be thriving tomorrow. Hopefully we're going to get a lot so. of people walking around town. It's going to be a little bit warmer. It's going to be a little it's bit warmer, not much today. It's a really cold. It's like seven degrees right. with a 15-mile-an-hour right. wind today. Right. I think tomorrow might be up into the 20s. Right. But it is pretty wild. I mean, it's worth noting, um, you know, Deluxe itself is like, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I had to do a little research myself and like how this, uh, you know, what what is Deluxe and what have they done? But Deluxe started as a company in 1915. Oh, wow. Yeah, out okay. of St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, so what's their mission? Um, well, their mission was always to be, we just want to be part of the small business community. Okay. And primarily what they started out with, if you look on their webpage about their, their history a little bit, they started out with a $600 loan to start at this company. And their primary, to this day, they are a check company. Okay. So they are responsible for, if you have checks, home yeah. checks, business yeah. checks, that's their primarily focus. Now, they've since evolved into a lot of they've, um, you know, through growth and stuff and um, really relying on small businesses to use checks and stuff. They, you know, they constantly are giving back to small communities, but they have, uh, they're now involved in marketing, uh, a lot of marketing stuff, um, web design. They're all over the place these yeah. days, but really their, their backbone is still has always been checks. And that's something I didn't know. <laughs> well, no, it sounds like for a hundred years now, they've, they've sort of maintained their singular focus of, of being there to help right. and being there to service independent, small. Yeah. You know. And I think it's like, uh, it, you know, it's, it's the hand that feeds you, you know, yeah. honestly, I mean, I think they've been supported by small businesses yeah. and they're willing to give back, That's cool. you know, and this is the second year of this program. Um, so this is something that, you know, some marketing, they, they decided like, Hey, let's, you know, let's give back to the communities that have supported us for all these years. And, um, it's a great program. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, I, w I wish the other seven towns and cities good luck, but, uh, I'm pulling for Frostburg, of course. Right. If I had a vote. If I had a vote. <laughs> and, you know, listen, so like on that note, let's talk about that. So what's going to happen is, again, Frostburg made the short list of eight people out of 14,000 submissions. Mm. So the next phase is, like I said, they're going to come in today. Tomorrow they're going to interview the town. They're going to be going live. I do believe we're the last town. There could be one more, oh. but I feel like we're the last town to be interviewed. That might be good. Um, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll go out on a high note. <laughs> um, but the next phase is if we do make the top five from there, there will be a voting process. Yeah. So – it's not really entirely in the hands of Small Business Revolution or Deluxe. At that point, it goes out to the community, communities worldwide. Anybody can vote is, yeah. is my understanding. I could be wrong about that, that, but that's my understanding. Okay. So from there, once the towns are down to uh, five towns, it goes out for vote, and the ones with the highest vote, that would be the winner. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I think no matter what, uh, a big shout-out needs to go to Jess Palumbo. Absolutely. Who is uh, – really uh, 
a main figure in absolutely how well Frostberg has been doing the past absolutely. couple of years. No doubt, no uh, doubt. She's the figurehead. I yep, think. it's really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frostberg first is doing a lot of good things, and um, you know, it's it's definitely reciprocal. It's like people people are showing up and trying to start businesses. Frostberg first is there to help them along, yeah. and really, there's a lot of promotional stuff going on, and there's a lot of collaboration between. Uh, the town, Frostburg First, and the and the um, you know the university. So kudos yeah. to that. Yeah, great. Yeah, very cool. What else we got to talk about today, Tim? Well, let's go back to our typical, you know, what we typically talk about, and that is food. Um, and just uh, touch up on some of the things that we've spoke about in the past. And I have oh, just one thing to mention. We just uh, put up a new YouTube video. Okay. Um. It's a quick two-minute video. Uh, I made some chicken stock. We recorded it, edited it, and put it out. Just a quick, basic, here's how you make a basic chicken stock. And this ties into one of our previous episodes. Yeah, that's... Where we had uh, stocks and soups. Yep, and that was was number eight, episode number eight. So episode eight, we talked about it. Yep, and... uh, And now we have a YouTube video uh, of you showing us exactly how you can do it. Yep. Yep, that's and, exciting. Uh, you know, you can uh, you can listen to any of our previous episodes. Yeah, and I'd like to go all the way back to our Kitchen Essentials episode, and I just want to do a little update because you and I talked about cast iron ad nauseum, um, <laughs> and uh, you know we we talked a little bit about seasoning your cast iron and everything. And <clears throat> you're not I s- really going to get me started on cast iron today. Let's not get going too too <laughs> okay. much here. I, you know, okay. people can't take it. <laughs> but I just want to go back, and uh, I have since learned, you know, some techniques. And uh, I think the, what has now been established is the best technique to season and reseason your cast iron is flaxseed oil uh, applied in thin coats and then baked on at 400 degrees in your oven. Okay. So you can, you know, if you have a day. Um, in which you 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 can spend a good couple hours preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Get a bottle of flaxseed oil, uh, clean it very well, clean your pan that is very well, and then apply and thin coats your flaxseed. Um, you can just sort of pour on a, a you know a dime size, quarter size, whatever, and uh, spread it thin with a paper towel or a clean brush. Put it in your oven. Um, at 400, do not go above 400 because then you're getting to the smoking point of flaxseed oil. Just to clarify, so when you say um, several coats, so you're going to put the pan in? Okay, you're going to put the pan in. You're going to put a thin coat on, put the pan in, give it about 10 to 15 minutes. And then and, we're pulling and it out. And that oil is going to bake on a nice hard coat of oil. And it's sort of hard to describe it. It's like... Um, Enamel. It's like an enamel, yeah, or uh, a glaze on pottery. Right, okay. And you just want to build that up. So you bake it on, you pull it out, let it cool. You know, don't burn yourself. Don't burn your house down with your 400-degree cast iron. Okay. Add another, you know, dime size, thin coat, spread it out, put it back in. Do this a couple times, three, four times, and you're going to have a really good, solid seasoning to your pan. Nice. I mean, almost like an enamel. Now, eventually, it wears off, and you and you redo it. You right. know, it's just just how it is. And how did you come across the flaxseed oil? Uh, basically, I just did some, you know, a pretty a lot of research on okay. it. And uh, I wish if I can find this, we'll add a link. But there is a great YouTube video on how to 
you know, say if you were to go to a flea market or something and you buy some cast iron that's rusted and everything, they show you how to clean that all up and then re-season. I mean, handle and everything. Nice. Just don't go above 400 degrees. You'll have a mess. Excellent. I only know this because I started at 500. <laughs> Found out the hard Smoked way. the whole house out. Right. Went down to 425, continued to smoke the house out, went to 400, and it worked perfectly. Found your sweet spot. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, we got to get going here, I think. But uh, just yeah. a couple things. One last thing I'd like to talk about is uh, here at Giuseppe's, we're actually pretty excited. We started a little bit of a marketing campaign ourselves. Oh, yeah. Which is Hannah through Italy. Um, okay. So let me just talk about that for a minute. You know, it's interesting. One of my servers here is uh, studying abroad for a few weeks. Uh, she is primarily in Florence, Italy. Um, but her mom was in here the, let's see, the night that she left, or the, maybe the next night. And she just stopped in, had a little dinner, and we were talking, and she said, you know, you guys should have, like, got some pictures from, from Hannah. And she kind of proposed this idea in my head, and I just said, you know what? I'm running with this. Yeah. So Hannah was in Italy. I texted her, and I said, your mom and I were talking. She came up with this great idea. Um, and I'm definitely giving kudos to Tina for like putting that thought in my head. But once I got that thought, I thought this could be fun. Yeah. So essentially what we're doing is, uh, Hannah is having all these great experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, she's shooting me back from Florence pictures, videos and stuff. I'm doing a little editing on them, putting some captions alongside them and we're throwing them up to our Giuseppe's Facebook page Mm -hmm. and our Giuseppe's Instagram account, which Mm -hmm. is Giuseppe's underscore Italian underscore restaurant. If you want to check that out, if you want to like join in on the fun, uh, but we're all kind of things. She went to a prosciutto, a place where they made prosciutto. We got some uh, video and some pictures of a balsamic vinegar out of Modena, nice. um, throwing stuff like that, and just her daily culinary adventures um, and some other fun stuff while she's traveling through Italy and and having this amazing amazing experience. Yeah, yeah, great. So it's kind of fun. Hannah in Italy. Hannah through Italy. Hannah, Hannah through, through Italy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of fun. So we've been we've again we've been playing with that Facebook um, and our Instagram uh, Instagram account. So if you want to check out some of those pictures and videos, fun stuff, um, and kind of get to live a little bit vicariously through Hannah mm-hmm. while she's ever on her journey. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, uh, for more information. With uh, easy-to-follow recipes, you can visit our red website at relishpod.com. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at relishpod. And, uh, yeah, go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Relish Pod channel where we you know, have been putting up some videos and we're getting some content there. So hopefully, you know, easy, useful stuff to get you going and get everybody cooking and eating real food. And the phone's ringing. It must be time to go. <laughs> well... Uh, this has been uh, Relish Pod, where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Tim Gallagher. And I'm Mark Witt, and thank you for joining us, as always. Bye-bye.